0: you're listening to episode 151 of the well woman podcast thank you so much for tuning in you are listening to a solo episode it's been a while since i've done a solo episode but recently online in instagram and my inbox i have been receiving a lot of messages about how to support teens and tweens as parents or guardians with helping them through their first period experience their menarche journey So I really thought that it was about time to have a pure podcast episode dedicated to this exact topic. So this is what we're going to be talking about today, guiding your teens and tweens through their first period. Now, this is a big transition, not just for them, but also for you yourself. Now, if you're listening to this, you might be a teen or a tween. Amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to give you some really cool little tips that you're going to love. Now, if you're a parent or a guardian listening to this and you're looking at supporting someone through their menarche you will also get just as much information out of this particular podcast episode so let's jump into it have you heard we officially have launched a brand new well women academy yep today's show is sponsored by this new signature membership program the well woman academy would you love to discover your own menstrual cycle understand ovulation master menstruation and live cyclically? Well, your menstrual cycle membership is officially here. The Wellwoman Academy is a monthly membership where together we study things like menstrual cycles, cycle tracking, cycle rituals, contraception, the feminine, eating and moving for your cycle, and so much more. It's the number one place to discover how to end cycle signs and PMS for good. For less than $2 a day, each month you'll receive access to over 150 live recorded classes and cycle-specific learning modules across a wide range of formats like written, audio, video, and home study. Not to mention, every single membership gives back with menstrual cups to menstruators in need, thanks to our commitment with the COVID project. Join me and hundreds of women from all over the world inside our private Facebook community and online learning portal, as together we awaken our cycle, reconnect our bodies, and guide you to live in cyclical harmony. Learn more and join us at www.welsom.com forward slash academy. Ah, menarche. So I want you to think back to your own personal first period experience. Now, if you're a male listening to this, thank you so much for tuning in. Think back to your own puberty changing experience. If it was anything like mine, (laughs) I really rejected a lot of my body. Um, At the time, I didn't really want to become a woman or a female for that matter or grow up and be, you know, a menstruator. But a lot has changed in my own personal life and in the ways that I recommend others support young girls through their first menarche. Now, if you're listening to this and you've got no idea what menarche is, menarche is a rite of passage. So what that means, it's going from being a girl to being a woman and actually going through a transformational process. So I'm going to be talking about the history or the ancestral lineage around that rite of passage in this particular podcast episode, because I want to just give you the great facts and things you can do to support Those, what you can expect as either parent, guardian or a teen or a tween, some period products that I recommend, how to bring up conversations, talking points around menstruation and actually how to to make it a smooth journey for everyone involved. So if you're listening to this, you already are ready to celebrate, which is fantastic. You're well above the rest of, (laughs) I guess you could say, the baby boomers who were unaware of this. Now, that's not their fault that they didn't know about this. Um, often people like, are you angry that your mom didn't teach you anything about this? And I'm not, I'm not at all. My mom only taught me what she knew and she only was taught what her mother knew. So now we're going through an era, which is so beautiful, where we're completely rewriting the menstrual experience of menarche. So one of the foundational points that I think that's really important in your household, regardless of whether you're a teen or a tween or a parent or guardian, is to make it conversational. So for parents and guardians or older sisters even, I think it's really important to, from a very young age of the children, be able to just talk about this at home. For example, leaving any menstrual products out and about, recognizing that, hey, mum's on her menstrual time or mum's on her moon cycle or mum's on her, um, her yin time of her her month and she just needs some extra rest or you know she's not going to come play with us out in the yard, for example. You know, when you're quite young, you might not recognize exactly what that means. But over the years of transitioning towards puberty and going through menarche, it helps bridge the conversation as opposed to it being the pink elephant in the in the room um, and just all of a sudden blooded out of nowhere. So making a conversation from a young age is one of the first foundational steps. I think that it's kind of similar to when we have kids And we, you know, we just shower naked with them. And all of a sudden there's a turning point where we don't do that anymore. I would prefer if you think of the conversation around menstruation and periods and fertility or ovulation to just be conversations that we have at all ages, regardless if they're one or two or they're four or five people, regardless of their age, are always open to learning. They don't need to know everything, but let kids be inquisitive and answer their questions openly and honestly. So first tip is make it conversational. The second tip is be a role model. If you're a parent or a guardian listening to this, learning about your own menstrual cycle or as a male learning about your partner's menstrual cycle is really important. Because if you know about your own menstrual cycle, and let's just imagine that kids today grew up with a menstrual cycle tracker being printed and popped on the fridge and it was there their whole life. That was just naturally what they did. And they saw you doing so when they transitioned through their own menarchy, they were like, Oh, so I get to do that now too. So I think that um, making it um, conversational through being a role model is the next step. What can you do to improve your own cyclical nature? If you live in a cyclical way, your children will live in a cyclical way too. So, how can you do that as an adult? Um, If you're a female and a menstruator, or you were born with menstrual parts (laughs) um, i think it's really important to use a cycle tracker regardless of whether you're menstruating or not i also think it's really important to have conversations about it have products around the house um, you know in certain storage areas um, that really is just them seeing that you live in a cyclical nature now if you are a male who's listening to this and you're wanting to support a niece um, or you're wanting to support your own daughter or you're a bonus dad like a stepdad The ways that you can do that is by being a role model and how you honor the mother if you're in a heterosexual relationship or the way you simply ask questions or you're aware of your own sisters or you're aware of your own friends or girlfriends i think that it's really important that we can have male role models with cyclical living too it's not just a female's job and we have a lot of single dads out there who want to be able to guide and support their daughters um And those who identify um, as menstruators through this menarche transition and make it really beautiful and accepted and loved as part of their biggest transitions in their life. So if you are a male, this doesn't cut you out. Some tips that I would recommend is, you know, connecting with how you can support. So this would be you learning about this support. in the middle of writing a a couple of programs for parents um you know program for for mothers a program for fathers um, which will help educate you specifically so keep your eye out for that later this year now the next step i would like to share with you is understanding what you can expect what you can expect as a parent what you can expect with puberty and menarche itself and then what our teens and tweens can expect so it's pretty common that a lot of us know that, okay, so if my daughter's gonna go through puberty, she'll start to get boobs, you know, she might start being a little bit, you know, different, changing a little bit, being a little bit more conscious of her body, um, she might start growing or changing in her body structure. These are all really beautiful signs of puberty. So I've got seven I'm gonna share with you, just so that you can be aware of all of these yourself. But as we kick into the seven, I just want you to be aware that the timing of menarche, the timing of a woman's first period of menstruation is influenced by a few different things. It's firstly influenced by biology. It's influenced by genetics. It's influenced by environmental factors. So I'm not talking about global warming. I'm talking about the environment that they live in. Is it stressful? What's their schooling experience like? Um, Do they live in a toxic environment? Is a loving and welcoming environment? And then the last one is nutritional factors. So we have four big areas that all influence the timing of menarche. Now, according to the World Health Organization um, and the International and Multicenter, they did a study of 3,073 girls and the median length of the first cycle after menarche, so the, the time between their first bleed and their second ever bleed, was 34 days with 38% of cycle lengths exceeding 40 days. Now, this is really important to understand because often we hear that 28 days is the is the length of the cycle. Now, there's lots of reasons why they say 28 days. I won't go into it in this podcast episode, but that can be linked with the moon. It can be linked with ancestral things. It can be linked with cell renewal in the body. But this is a great identifier. If you are someone who is an adult woman and you're like okay i understand that my cycle is 30 days long and then all of a sudden your daughter is starting to menstruate every 45 days you're like oh my god there's something going on so it's really important to understand that the first few cycles of you know through menarche of menstruation can tend to be anovulatory and they can very widely change in length so between 55 and 85 percent of menstrual cycles during the first two years of, a, you know, a menstruator's life or menstruator's experience can be anovulatory, meaning not there's not actually an ovulation occurring. Now, that's a stat from the Harvard um, Health Institute or health school. And it's really important to just th- like really just sit on this for a minute. For the first one to two years, now this is different for every person. However, you know, it could be for six months, it could be for 18 months, it could be for 12 months. But for everyone within one to two years, their cycles can be anovulatory, meaning that they're going to change in length because maybe they're not actually ovulating. Now, it gets a little bit, you know, technical as to why they would still bleed without ovulation, but this is one of the only times of a menstrual experience menstruators life between menarche and menopause this would actually occur so it's important that if your daughter is having prolonged length cycles say it's 45 days knowing that 38 percent of cycle lengths can exceed 40 days or it's 50 days the best thing you can do is support them help them understand that their body is evolving and it's going to naturally drop into a beautiful cyclical rhythm but that takes a little bit of time The way I like to think about explaining this is when our body is reconnecting in this new way and creating a new pathway of menstruation and ovulation, it's connecting the glands in our brain with our ovary. And this is the example I give when I teach in schools is like when you go to a new beach and you're the first one ever to discover the beach and you're standing behind the dunes, behind the shrubs, and you can see the water, but there's no defined pathway to get to the water just yet. So you need to make your own pathway. So that first time you walk through the shubs, you know, being like, oh my God, is there a snake here? That's what you'd think in Australia anyway. Um, You know, trying to not like step on anything, making a little path. When you turn around and walk back, you will just see the path, but it won't be very defined. If you came back every week for a whole year, or let's just say it was once a month for a whole year, over a whole year, that pathway would become quite defined. So this is what it's like for the first year of menstruation that over cycle to cycle, that pathway is going to become more defined and it's going to become more connected. And that connection is between the glands in our brain and our ovaries. So in the past, you could say like 20, 30 years ago, it was quite common that, you know, if a girl had irregular cycles, she might just get put on the contraceptive pill. So it's important to be aware that this does occur and having the cycle lengths Um, or knowing that the cycle length sorry can be distanced that's natural so just sit with the body tune into how it feels connect with your daughter ask her how she feels about it and then move forward from there so let's talk about some of the signs of puberty so the first one is breast budding very natural for that to occur the next one is an accumulation of weight so It's actually critical at the menarche time for the body to have a little bit extra weight than what, you know, she once had, let's just say five years earlier when she was, you know, a bit more leaner, you could say. So it's natural for that to occur. That's another sign. Now, the third one is this is really interesting. It's important for girls to have a certain level of skeletal development in order to reproduce. And this comes back to their pelvis size so if at all a girl is malnourished um, or isn't getting the right nutrients to support skeletal development or the right movement this can sometimes hinder another um, point at acknowledging how puberty or this menarche journey might be coming closer in time would be vaginal discharge so seeing a little bit of whiteness in your undies is not uncommon at this time as the body's kind of evolving that leads me to the next one which is estrogen so our body's ovaries start secreting oestrogen and this is in response to one of those glands in the in the brain the pituitary gland next up it's interesting because over a period of time we can look at all of a sudden we'll begin height growth we'll have breast growth Our widening of our pelvis will occur and what happens is we start to develop oestrogen or it stimulates growth inside our uterus So there's lots of different things that are going on at the same time. So it's important to understand that it's a process for puberty and menstruation. So just as a parent, be aware of these. If you're a teen or tween listening to this, just acknowledge what's going on in your body and how things are shifting and changing. And it's kind of like you're building a house. You can't rush the journey. It takes a few months, sometimes even a couple of years to build the right home for yourself. So your body's establishing a home for you for the next 30 to 40 years if not longer now when it comes to talking about periods this is where parents can get a little bit confused or um yeah not just even confused but a little bit frustrated where do I start what do I say because it can be a tricky conversation for some but I think it's important or it's beyond important for our upcoming teens and tweens and to be menstruators to know what's going on in their body before their first period comes So I was a late bloomer myself. I got my first period when I was 15 and a half. So I kind of knew what was coming. All my friends had their periods. My dad wouldn't let me shave my legs until I got my first period. So I was very excited to start menstruating so I could finally shave my legs and be in with all my friends. But having some knowledge about your period before actually arrives is really important. So we can talk about, and some things I would encourage you to talk about when you're having conversations with your daughters or your teens or tweens, is what it actually is, like what is a period and how often do periods occur and why do we have a period? Really important. A lot of girls in schools when I'm teaching us, well, why do I have to have this? Why do I have to go through this? And boys don't. So understanding why, what and how. So just make a note of that. Why, what and how. If you yourself, this whole podcast talks about the what is a period and how it happens, um, but if you yourself are a menstruator, now is the time to start educating yourself on these exact things so that you know the process of the body. If you're wanting to teach girls or twe- teens or tweens this yourself, come and join me for the cyclical school menstrual cycle coaching course. We have a whole section devoted to educating and guiding through this process of menarche. The next question that I think is a good talking point is talking about how much blood will there be? How many days will I bleed for? How long will it last? Um, this is a reflective question that you would share from your own experience because it's important to understand everyone will have their own experience with this. So that's when you would say, look, for me personally, I menstruate for three days with a spotting day. But I've got a girlfriend, Auntie Amber, <laughs> sorry, Am's, <laughs> my best friend, Auntie Amber, she, you know, she menstruates for four days. And then Auntie Jade, my sister, she menstruates for two and a half days. And so using these examples, and I actually don't know how long we to menstruate for, um, but using these examples is actually beneficial to show and demonstrate that, yes, you can menstruate slightly differently and not everybody's menstruation is going to be exactly the same. A next question that is often asked is, will it hurt? Naturally, when we think of blood, we think of pain, and that's because If I cut myself because I've fallen over, like that might hurt for a period of time or it might be a bit of shock pain. (laughs) Um, If I am having a surgery and I'm bleeding, that could hurt. So often we really connect with blood, with pain, and that's not always the case. Menstruation is not designed to be painful. It can have some discomfort because it is a slight change in your body as your uterus expands and your cervix drops down towards your you know, the entrance of your vagina or your yoni. So naturally there can be a little bit of tension or um, uncomfortability, but they're not designed to be painful. So it's really important to express and share with our teens and tweens this particular point because periods aren't supposed to hurt. Next up, I think um, a great talking point is about what types of products. Now I like to give Girls, the option. I don't tell them, Oh, you need to use a pad because I use a pad. There's lots of different um, ways that we can support them with menstrual products today, some in which I wish we had when I was at school. The first one that I think is fantastic is period proof underwear. So these are period undies that you kind of, some people think they're like a nappy. But for girls, they've got such fun brands out there that do these things. Now, um, the first one that I can think of is um, I think it's Modibody has um, the red label and um, there's a few others. But anyway, there's lots of different brands around period undies. And these are great because girls can just wear like undies to school if they haven't yet started menstruating, but they feel a little bit uncomfortable in their belly before they go to school. Chuck on a pair of period undies. Great to keep a pair of period undies in your bag as well, just in case. Um, Period undies are also really good for if a girl is experiencing vaginal discharge and she feels like uncomfortable wearing just regular undies. Mind you, your vaginal discharge shouldn't be gushing like a waterfall. So um, just keep that in mind. The next one is reusable pads. I'm a big fan of reusable and eco products because it's great for the planet. Plus, it's really fun to see the fact that you can use a pad you can wash it it doesn't ruin the pad and then you can reuse again again they also take up a lot less space so for girl's carrying it to a bathroom at school she can pop it in her pocket and it's not going to be a bulky thing like a pair of undies so these are two products that are great initiations for girls who are beginning menarche because it's not invasive in the sense that you don't have to put something inside yourself like a tampon or a menstrual cup I really believe that the beginning stages of menstruation should be open bleeding, which is using period underwear or pads. If the girls feel uncomfortable at all, allow them to celebrate their first or second menstruation and um, and periods at home. Give them the days off school, help them feel comfortable and support them in their body because this experience and the way you support them right now will benefit them for the next three plus decades. I promise you that. So don't be like me, go to school, start bleeding and call your nan from the sick bay and have her come and pick you up because you don't know what's going on necessarily. Um, Be supportive, create a celebratory ritual, send the other kids if you've got multiple children to school and, you know, just Take the day off work, just like make that a chronic sickie for yourself and dedicate that time to celebrating your beautiful daughter's transition through menarche. Now, the other two products are tampons and menstrual cups. You can use reusable menstrual cups, which I think is fantastic. And of course, you do have tampons and just disposable tampons. For some young girls, depending on the age in which they begin menstruating, it's a bit much to insert something within themselves. But over time, building that relationship can be a really beautiful transition if they feel called to. Never make someone use a product they don't feel comfortable with. Then I would also recommend when you're talking about periods, ask and discuss how you would like to celebrate it. Make it something that they can look forward to. That's really important. I think it's important to also talk about swimming. Um, with your period. So for me, I was a swimmer when I was menstruating. I did a lot of swim training and did a lot of competitive swimming. And, you know, for me, menstruating kind of meant I couldn't swim anymore. Uh, that's what I thought anyway. So bridging that gap and really having conversations about swimming with your period. Um, I believe it's Modibodi, Body, uh, the period um, underwear brand here in Australia, has swimming period underwear so it's not underwear it's like swimwear for periods uh, which is very similar to the period um, underwear kind of train of thought so swimming doesn't have to be impacted um, but helping them feel more comfortable with less clothing on can be really beneficial so there's a bunch of different ways you can talk about periods and you know start to bridge the gap between the unknown and the known if you haven't taken notes go back and just write those dot points down the last thing is i'd love to chat briefly about period support now i'm probably going to record more episodes on this topic especially if you reach out to me and you've listened to this and you're like oh my god this was really helpful can you please talk about this or can you talk about that i will definitely create some more episodes for you and some more resources we also have a lot of resources over inside the well women academy um, you can check that out at com forward slash academy. That's W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E dot com forward slash academy. So let me know how you go. But when it comes to period support, understanding how you can support your child whilst they're going through their first menstruation is really important because they might have a range of what I call cycle signs. They might have, feel like they've got sore boobs they might feel like they've got a bit of you know uncomfortability and discomfort in their tummy they might feel a little bit sick maybe they feel like they've got diarrhea or their poos have changed a little bit Um, so being aware of the cycle signs that are really common um, commonly experienced and also normal in the first menstrual experience is important so I want to just before I go through the list is just give you an overview that period pain is not normal like i said it's common so the difference between common and normal common is a lot of people experience it normally is is this a in alignment with a healthy body so it's not normal to experience crippling pain um, heavy periods bloating back pain anything that's debilitating or uncomfortable is not normal it can, it's often really just accepted and common and that brings me to the point of you know the conversations that some adults might have, like "Oh my god, you, you must be about to get your period. Like you're so PMS-y. It's really important that we help rewrite those languages and those, um, you could say, sayings, because that creates shame and taboo, and does not make it feel like a celebrated um, a celebrated transition. So, really, how can we support our teens and tweens going through this? Is changing our language, exploring how. You know, males around you talk about this, exploring how you talk about this. How do you talk to your own body? All of this is really, really important. So some of the things um, you can do to support your beautiful girl through or teen or tween, or if you are the teen or tween, to support yourself is using a hot water bottle over their stomach and tummy area to help bring warmth. This also helps the blood actually bleed or the menstrual lining bleed and, you know, move through your vaginal canal and your cervix don't exercise. I like to call it just embrace some movement. This could be like walking. This could be stretching. It could be some yin yoga, but light exercise can help create some movement also helps with that little detoxification process. This is a really beautiful time to like bunker down and have some warm food, eat smaller meals. Don't over push yourself. Um, This isn't a time to celebrate with ice cream and cake. This is a time to celebrate with um, stews or broths or nice pasta dishes you know warming hearty meals it's important to relax and this is why I said that you know have your girls take the day off school um, or take them away from wherever it is that they are and bring them home and just give them a nice relaxing day let them watch Netflix um, maybe you celebrate and you journal together maybe you do a rite of passage celebration um, maybe you gift them a period box or a period bag with all lots of goodies in it Um, But allowing them to relax is really important. You can also encourage them to lightly massage their tummy if they feel a bit uncomfortable, drinking warm drinks, like make them a special cacao or, you know, a nice warm milk with, you know, a date in it with some um, cinnamon or nutmeg. Um, And I'd also suggest at this time to support your teens and tweens is using a teenage multivitamin. Um, In the show notes, I'll actually link in a teenage multivitamin that I recommend that's specifically good at supporting through this process. Um, I would encourage that and then potentially I'd encourage additional magnesium. So I'll actually pop those um, products that I recommend and the brand that I recommend in the show notes. So just head to wellsome.com forward slash podcast and look for episode 151. Um, But yeah, with the, the magnesium and the multi. Um, specifically for teens it helps with their changes like they need extra minerals particularly as their skeletal system you know continues to to develop Um, their reproductive system is more demanding now it's menstruating and potentially ovulating so it needs additional nutrients to support that so having nutritional products to support it all is very very beneficial so ladies gentlemen teens tweens thank you so much for tuning in for this episode all about how to guide yourself or guide your teen or tween through their first period and first menarche experience. This is just a little taste tester um, to kind of guide you in that direction and how you can truly support them. I'll release a few more podcast episodes over the next few months, including topics on this. But if you have questions, like I said, come over to my Instagram, send me a DM and ask, shoot me an email. Admin at wellsom.com I'd love to hear from you. But to summarize, just remember that it's very normal and natural for cycle lengths to change and be different over the first one to two years. And that 55 to 85% of menstrual cycles during these two years can be anovulatory. Not always, but they can be. So don't put a due date on anything, allow everything to naturally occur and just remember that this is a beautiful rite of passage and by you celebrating this with your teen or tween or as a teen or tween celebrating it yourself, you're actually creating a massive menstrual revolution change for your daughters, 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 daughters in the future. So it all starts with you. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects in themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag WellWomenPodcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at Wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.